Pulp MX Network production. Thanks for all the support, Pulp MX fans. The Pulp MX app is now available for both iPhone and Android-based phones. For all your moto needs, shop at btosports.com and use the current discount code PULPMX. And don't forget to click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com when purchasing anything from Amazon. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by RacerX, presented by BTOSports.com and ThorMX. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Thor MX. Thanks to BTOsports.com for coming on board. Listen to the commercial to save money there. And Thor MX, the official gear of Adam Cien Cirillo, among others. Thor, uh, Thor MX, uh, the gear of champions everywhere. I'm your host, Steve Mathis. Uh, this is a very, very rare podcast here. We have uh, the original four musketeers of the RacerX podcast, let's call them. Uh, got them everyone on the line for a, a, a Supercross preview bonanza. Uh, looking forward to hearing uh, from everybody. First, though, uh, let me introduce the other three guys. Uh, my boss, RacerX editor, on, RacerX online editor, um, Jason Wygant. Yeah! Oh, man, that sounds just like, yeah, like you're very excited. Um, this is epic. And, uh, Weege, we have a couple of, of I mean, you want to talk about People wanting to listen to experts on Supercross. I mean, experts. Guys who have competed in Supercross, former factory riders, former top privateers. I mean, these two other guys, I mean, they they know it all. They know much more than us, too. Yes. Uh, Jason Thomas. Hello. And David Pingree. You know, I can't help but sense you're overstating it with a, a bit of sarcasm. No, I'm being serious. You, I mean, we... Weege and I could hang up. Unfortunately, I have the equipment, so I can't. But we could hang up. <laughs> you two could just talk Supercross, and I think that would be the best. That would be, like, the best podcast ever. You two know things that, you know, on the inside that we don't. Well, apparently only in the 90s for me. So if it came past, you know, what, 2003, I'm out. Right. <laughs> According to some people, I don't know anything past that. But. Oh, Ping. Poor Ping. Mm-hmm. You, you you brought it on yourself with a few jokes on the Pulp Beck show, of course. So. Um, uh, JT's t- just living on borrowed time. JT's living on borrowed time. Within about three years, his racing will be forgotten about, and he'll be an idiot just like the rest of us. That's probably a good point. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. buried in this sport right now. I don't know how I could get it, really get out of it uh, right I, now. Um, I, I, no, I'm I'm just saying, like when Emig and I missed the gate drop, people were saying Emig doesn't <laughs> know anything about the sport, and I'm like, if they could say it about him, right. they could say it about anybody. Just give it a few years. Yeah. I feel like I'm already there. There's <laughs> only there's only three to four racers left that were around when I was a mechanic. If you count Michael Byrne, I and mean, he may not even make the line. Um, there's not too many guys. And even fewer that care. <laughs> right, exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, this is a, obviously a Supercross preview. We're going to talk a little 250 West, what we know, and a, and a lot of 450 um, class um, also, we did some Racer X films, some videos, Supercross preview videos. Myself, Wygant, and JT did some videos. You can check those out also. Um, How do you think those turned out, Weege? I'm, I'm, I'm happy with them except for that sound 
as a uh, little bit of an audio uh, guy, I'm not that pumped on that sound. Yeah, sound was terrible in the uh, the Hooper dungeon. Uh, we brought in some foam for the echo. Apparently, it was not enough. Uh, he said next time we do this, he's going to just rent microphones, which would hopefully fix that problem. But yeah. uh, I, I think people understood where no, we were going I, for. We were trying to make it fun and a little bit different. You know, I watched the first one, and uh, I thought it was quite good. I thought you guys did a good job, but I was going to say that. It sounded like you recorded that from about... 200 feet below sea level in a Russian submarine. <laughs> we, we were in a sub. <laughs> we were in a submarine. Absolutely. Um, now, just an empty basement, a totally empty, finished basement. And uh, that's unfortunate. But you know what? We did We did try to do something different and unique instead of just having a couple of guys standing there. JT did a great job. Him and Matt Ware did a great job in uh, in Boise on, uh, on his skits and, and things like that. And some jerk-offs didn't quite get it, so I think the comments are disabled for a combination of uh, Mathis is fat, JT, uh, what's going on with those girls, and this sucks balls. Maybe a combination of all three, Weege? Uh We're okay with saying it sucks. Like, if you disagree with our opinions or whatever, that's fine. They do it to every other story we post, Lord knows. Um, but once you start making, uh, taking shots at the girls who do not work for us, uh, then we're all going to get in trouble. And uh, yeah, some of the personal attacks on you, uh, yeah, I guess we'll cut you a little slack. But you're going to get it in every other story anyway, so we really can't stop that one. Anyway, so we really can't stop that one. But the girls. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. If you're listening and you're one of those guys that did it, you just. Like, just, come on. Just throw yourself off a bridge. I mean, really. Yeah. Come on. Like, uh, it was good. JT, and, and th- there's friends of your friend, right? They're just friends of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. they were. Girls that, that you know, I, I know both of their boyfriends, and they just wanted to help out, and it was they're just kind of like you know, we're all basically having, yeah, standing for the deal. It wasn't. Uh, I think everybody took it so seriously. Like it's just supposed to be light and fun, and you know, they're just basically kind of in the background. They're not like doing anything wrong. I, I don't know. Just kind of collapsed by some yeah, people. That sucks, man. Yeah, like really, people like what? That could be your sister or your you know your friend's uh, sister or whatever, and you're just gonna. Like, make it so that Racer X has to, has to actually disable the comments. Like, some of the shit on there is really bad. This was so bad, Racer X had to disable comments. <laughs> well, it's like when people want to rip on whatever rider they want or us, like, that's what we signed up to do. The, the riders are public. We're public. That's fine. But once you, you know, we don't even do the, we used to do the fan of the week photo on the website. We had to stop doing it because you would shoot a picture of a fan. Yeah. You know, someone who paid to go to a race, they're not a professional. Then they would get mercilessly ripped by rotocross. <laughs> and then, like, their moms would call, or they would call, and they'd be, like, in tears. They're like, I don't even know you took my picture. I'm just standing along the fence. And then this dude's tearing me apart. Yeah. And I don't know how. It's too bad. The photo was cool, and I even understand what he's doing. Even sometimes some of the stuff he'd write even was funny, but it just can't exist. It just, I don't know how to solve the problem, except yeah. just can't allow it at all. Too bad. Maybe, yeah. like, uh, we should implement, like, I see ESPN went to a total, like, you have to be Facebook. You have to have your profile on Facebook to comment. Yeah. Maybe easier, easier to track you down and beat your ass. Is that why? Uh, just because then then if you're going to say something really stupid, there you are. You know? David yeah. Pingree and Marietta. Three, three words, you have to own it, Three huh? words to correct it. Anthrax-laced letters. <laughs> we can handle this problem in a hurry. <laughs> Go on Facebook we, and if you subscribe to the magazine, you get your address. 
your, <laughs> your next issue it's just, of the magazine. It's just stupid. Like, if people something. have that big of an issue with it, just don't watch it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's, uh, oh, anyways, we so we, we're going to expand on some of those points from the video uh, in this podcast. And, of course, our, our own four-time 125 Supercross winner, David Pingree, was not in those videos. So we'll get fresh takes from Ping on uh, who is racing and uh, what he thinks is going to happen. So, um, all right. Let's hey, Ping, go. if we do more of those in the future, you want to be in on it? On, in on it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we have something we went together. We didn't even know if it would work. I'm a new token We're... short guy. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you're still interested, yeah, do I'm think, down. JT, do you think some Where'd of those... they get you a box? Do you think, JT, some of those people in those comments, I would find it hard to believe, but do you think they had no idea about Robin Thicke, Blurred Lines, all that stuff? Oh, I would assume not. But we haven't even gone into that stuff. Oh, that so. one that one hasn't made it yet? Okay. I didn't, no, I didn't no, know. No, no. Right. Well, I, I think I think it's well done. I think it's funny. I think we tried something different. And, you know, whatever. I, I think the Balls yeah, Out Award I mean, the Balls Out Award was um, well-received. Weimer wants me to bring it to the races. So you know, he, <laughs> he wants to, me to present that to to riders. And he says hopefully he wins it. So, <laughs> so the winner in all this is our boy Moser. That's your winner. <laughs> That's the bottom line. He he's come up with a trophy for everybody. All right. Okay, let's get started here. Um first of all, Weege again, you've written this a few times. Um and I think finally in twenty fourteen, finally, I think it has taken hold. There's no one questioning whether Ryan Villapoto is not the heavy, heavy, heavy favorite to re to win another supercross title, correct? Yeah, I agree. I feel like the last three seasons, it's been like, it's pretty wide open, man. It's pretty wide open. Anything can happen. I, I feel like at this point, everyone's like, no, it's Villapoto's <laughs> to lose. Right. Which we probably should have said that maybe not 2011 when he hadn't won one yet, but realistically, we probably should have said that all three years, including now, but it's finally just started, like you said. Yeah, don't you think, Ping, um, we've maybe, maybe some of us uh, in the media, some fans, maybe didn't give Villapoto enough credit because... I mean, the guy got 14th at the opener last year, right? 14th? 16th? 14th? 16th. 16th. 16th at the opener last year, and he clinched it with two races to go. Yeah. I, I One think, race to go. I think what was throwing people oh. off is he, he, he wasn't putting together full seasons. You know, he'd have injuries or whatever that would hamper one of the series. He wasn't doing like a Stewie or RC where he'd just win every single race and, you know, going into the next season going, well, yeah. This is totally his. Uh, but the injuries never slowed him down, you know, whether it was the gnarly leg or just whatever. He bounced back, and he was as fast as ever. So the people who go, ah, yeah, I don't know if RV's going to be there. He's coming back from this or whatever. You just make you look stupid. So I think this year, finally, right. even though, again, he's had, a, had his knee tuned up or his ankle or whatever he got fixed, Everybody's smart enough to by now to go, yeah, well, you know, he's fine. He's so come out and kill it. Ping, we haven't got your take. So you agree, though, heavy favorite to, in your eyes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, JT, do you I think f- that okay. – go ahead. I think that the only guy that really has his, his speed, and Reed will probably test the moment I say this, but I think it's Stewie. He's the only one who can go that speed for a minute. I don't think he can do it for 20 laps. He'll have to prove me wrong, but um, – JT, I was none of us really were. Well, Weege was, and maybe Ping, but we weren't all really in the media game 
when RC and MC were dominating Supercross. But do you feel like Ryan Villapoto is on that level? I mean, with RC and MC, uh, it was just never a doubt. It was never a doubt for so many years that Ricky Carmichael or McGrath were going to win the title. I don't think it's on the McGrath level. Okay. Um, I, I've never seen or heard of acceptance like that was towards uh, basically in his prime. There was just no doubt. Like, everyone knew. Even everybody on the line knew uh, that they just weren't as good as he was. Um, but I, I do feel like it's – and you can even see in people's interviews now uh, that they're – I don't want to say accepting defeat, but they're, they kind of know who the guy to beat is. And I feel like I've been driving this train for a while, this kind of Bill Poto train, but the guys just, uh, you know, I know we talk about it probably a lot, but the guy's pretty pretty phenomenal at this point. Um, I think if he goes out and wins again in 14, which, you know, everyone right. probably picks him as a favorite, you really start to have to look at him as all-time level. He, he's going to move in, he can move into, what, second, second or third second, all-time wins? Second all-time well, second all-time wins is within his grasp. Also, if he wins the Supercross title, I believe he will have the second most championships, indoor and outdoor, out of anybody if he wins this year's Supercross. Right. Yeah, so he's in a tie for uh, the second most title ever out of anybody behind, of course, Ricky Carmichael. But let me ask you this, uh, JT, and we've talked about this on the Pulp Show. Like, your, and of course, it, this may be open up to some more criticism, but... I'm in your corner with riders evolve and bikes evolve and things get better and better and better no matter what sport, hockey, football, uh, motocross. So in your eyes, JT, you think Ryan Villapoto is – there's nobody going who's ever gone any faster than him right now? I don't think so. Right. Um, I think the closest I've ever seen to it was maybe James Stewart in 07. That was – I would say previously the fastest I've ever seen anybody go. Uh, but this is, uh, you know, I, I think he's, <clears throat> I think he's stepped up the level again. And it's not, um, and if you're not saying because. Are you he, talking he, about Supercross or like both? What yeah, Supercross for right now anyway. Okay. This is a Supercross preview. Yeah, I, 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 I understand, but I'm just, you were kind of, <laughs> you know, Don't term, lay right? off. Pi- lay, no, lay off ping. We can't. It's, he's going to, he's going to snap. <laughs> It's gonna snap. <laughs> I just don't. Ping, think, what do you I think, think on Carmichael, that? Carmichael, I think Carmichael was every bit as fast as Ryan is outdoors. Uh, I, I don't, I don't think that Villapoto is going faster than he did. Uh, I, I would probably agree with Supercross, mm-hmm. um, and like kind of what JT said exactly. I think there was times when Stewie was ridiculous, but he didn't have the consistency that Ryan does. Which so, which is, it's funny that that you say that he doesn't have the consistency that RV does, and you're right, he doesn't ping. But don't you feel like when you watch RV, like don't you feel we're watching aggression like sort of defined? Like he can't, he's the perfect, he's not smooth and steady. He, 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 he's like Stu where he's pushing it, but yet he's right on that edge. Like he is aggressive, he is pushing it, but yet... It doesn't seem to bite him. It does bite him once in a while, but Stu bites a lot. And with RV seems to be able to manage that perfect level of aggression. I think what's super impressive, 
That's Sunlock. <clears throat> exactly yep, right. That's why. I, I yep. think what's what's uh, really impressive to me about what he's done is when he's done it. You know, this field that he's beaten for all these championships has been stacked. And and I'm not taking anything away from Jeremy, but if you look back in some of his years, um, it was a little dry for a little while. You know, like Larry Ward's getting second in the series on a Sizzler Noe and Yamaha. Right. I'm not crapping on Larry. He was he was a bad dude then, but quite a coxman too. He's the level of Chad Reed or James Stewart or <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The guy right. we'd have. So Larry was yeah, also Larry, Larry was also you know quite a player as well. Never mind yeah. off on the bike. A swordsman, uh, if you will. Yeah, international, um, internationally known. And and I think part of what we're talking about, Weege, is um, is because the bikes have gotten better. There's no doubt that the, the four-stroke Ricky Carmichael road in Supercross to the, all those titles, it is not as good as a bike as what Ryan Vilpoto is riding. And so things just evolve. Yeah, I don't think that anyone's saying, we're not, we're not, none of us are coming out here and saying Vilpoto is better. Like, you know, same time, same place, you know, change the years, change the birthdays, whatever. We're not going that far. But I think it's inevitable. Well, we can ask the two guys who race for a living. Generally, you got faster every year at the test track, didn't you? Didn't you get faster? Something get better every year? Wouldn't that be the case? Either of you. I, I, <laughs> I believe so. I think I think it's also a product of equipment getting better as well. Well, that's um, what I mean. Like that's what he's saying. Just, you put a whole year, yeah. of, yeah, a whole evolution of you train better, you ride better, you're smarter, or whatever, and also the bike gets better. And then you multiply that times how many years has Carmichael been gone? Well, 07 was the last year race. So that's a long time. That's seven seasons. So, yeah, I, I don't think any of us are saying Villapoto is the greatest of all time. Stamp it. But it's just the nature of the game. It's just everybody's going to be better. And whoever's better, you know, who's ever dominating 10 years from now will probably be going faster than, than Villapoto is now. Yeah, I think if you took James Stewart in his prime, which I would, I would consider 06, 07, 08 outdoors, um, and then put him on the equipment that's available now, he would be every bit as good or better than RV, speed-wise. Um, yeah. But, you know, the bikes have evolved quite a bit, fuel injection and air, air forks and on and on and on and on. Yeah. So it's it's kind of apples and oranges. Yeah, you had the carburetor days, man. You had the baby, that thing. You know, you couldn't. You well, just, just there, were, there, there was a lot of things to it. it. It wasn't really a safety thing. I I really never worried about carburetion as far as my bike going away. Uh, but the traction that. control and all the things you can get away with now with electronics are a huge difference in Supercross. You never rode a Yamaha JT. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. I know the issues you guys had with the stators and all that stuff. But um, the Hondas were really figured out. It was never really that as so much as just how fine tuned and how much traction. The electronics are, you know, power wise, moving the yeah. power around. I mean, they can they can program how much traction you get in each gear. You know, it's it's crazy what they can do now. Yeah, it, it absolutely it is. Everything's ball bearings these days. What? No, no, nobody got that reference. What'd you say? Right. <laughs> Moving on. What'd you say? <laughs> uh, okay, so let me. Okay, so let me. Let me. Let me. Let me ask you, Jerkies, this. So, Villapoto is 14 wins behind Carmichael for second. So, he, he, nobody thinks he's going to win 14, right? He, I don't know. I, I would, 
Right. Dead odds are not good. So he's seven. He's seven behind Chad Reed. Does he pass Chad Reed this year? Why again? Uh, yeah, I would think so. Um, just because of the math, I, I would see him winning at least seven races. You know, about half. Yeah. Which would be right there. Maybe Reed. The potential that Reed can get maybe one or two, but I don't think he's going to get a significant amount pulled further ahead. So, I uh, yeah, I'm probably at the end of the year. What do you probably. think? What do you think, JT? Does he get seven to get past your buddy Reed? Uh, I hope not, but just for you know, because I'm on Chad's corner, obviously. But uh, I think the odds are in the favor of it. Probably, if if you were a betting person, you would yeah. say yeah. Ping seven yep. wins for RV. Yeah, yeah, I think he wins ten. Okay, yeah, I, I, seven to ten, I think is is where where you're looking at, and yep. then he'll have one more. I think nine or nine or ten is a good number. Yeah, he'll have one more left on his deal, um, and uh, then he'll pass uh, Ricky for second, and then he won't even care. You, you'll tell him, and he won't even know. So, um, okay. So we're all we're all in RV's side. We're all in RV's corner. We think he's going to repeat, barring injury. Uh, well, let me ask you this: uh, without getting hurt, is there any doubt that he wins the title? Right? No one, no one, no one says he he does not. Like the only way he loses is if he gets hurt. Correct, everyone. Yeah, I say that because you you already explained it. Right. He got 16th at the opener last year. He still wrapped the title up before the last round. You can't really ask for a bigger opening than that. Those guys are all there. Yep. They couldn't take advantage. All right, so we're all in favor of RV. So now let's tackle the uh, yellow elephant in the room here, uh, James Stewart. I, I mean, look, he can – one of you guys just said he's the guy, only guy that – Ping, you said he's the only guy that could go RV speed. But yet – does anyone think, and I think we're all in agreement of that, correct? Are we all in agreement that the the next fastest guy or the guy who can go faster than RV is James Stewart? Do, do we all agree? Yeah, I do. Okay. So having said that now, it's obvious he's going to get second in the points. Of course not, right? Of course <laughs> not. So, so Weege, what does James Stewart do? I mean, he won the Monster Cup, and he rode fantastic, and – I talked to him, you know, a couple weeks ago, and he's just kind of being low-key, a little bit low-key, not a lot of bold promises or talk or anything. He's like, we'll see how we do. What's he going to do? I think it'll be much better than, uh, than, than last year. Remember, at this time, last year, maybe this is why we weren't stamping it for Villapoto, was that the Stewart on the Suzuki was this big mystery, and a lot of people thought, <clears throat> well, that could make a huge difference. You still give James Stewart that kind of respect where you're like, okay, he switched brands. He's still racing. We know how talented he is. Maybe that'll be the difference. But then he hurt his knee there right before the season or the first day of the season, however it happened. Um, so I think that messed up um, That messed up the whole year. But, you know, he won in Atlanta straight up. Uh, RV couldn't catch him. But that's only, what, halfway through the year? And he never won another race. Yeah, I think, uh, I think the knee so, thing – I think the knee – sorry to interrupt you, but the knee – yeah. And he was definitely an issue, but then, you know, once we got into the Atlanta, like you said, it, it, I wasn't thinking of a knee issue when he was stalling it and he was crashing, right. and, you know, yeah. And he only won one race still. Right. Um, you know, after Atlanta, I think it was believable that, okay, he's healed up, he's still James Stewart, he can win a couple. He's not going to get back in title contention when he win a couple, and he still just didn't. Um, and outdoors, it was kind of the same thing. Most of the races, he wasn't as fast as Dungey uh, <clears throat> and Filippo uh, here and there. Now, outdoors is different. But overall, the entire season, there were only a few moments here or there 
where he was as good. I, I think he'll be better than last year, just not dealing with that knee problem. But I don't think he's going to be so much better where he goes ahead of uh, Villapoto. But do you think he gets second? Like, do you think he – I mean, is he the guy that puts heat on RV more than anyone else? Uh, I'm tempted, actually, to go that direction, yes. Uh, okay. I, I think you have to put Barsha and Dungey in that discussion as well. Mm-hmm. Second in points for Stewart is one thing, but <laughs> right, the guy right. that threatens him, yeah, the guy that threatens him the most, uh, I I would put Stewart right there. Maybe I'd even just say that he he will be. I'm I'm not convinced that Barsha and Dungey are fast enough to do, do that. Weege, do you put any any reason that you say that is based on the Monster Cup at all? Anything, or are you discounting that totally? No, I do put a little on okay. that. Um, although I, I'm, I'm going to say this, people are probably going to think that's ridiculous. Those were 10-lap races. Uh, Villapoto, yes, he did crash out. Even if it was a 20-lap race, he wouldn't have beaten Stewart in that second moto. But really, all you're taking out of the Monster Cup is, you know, you leave the building saying, well, Stewart showed he could battle Villapoto and pass him back and beat him. But only in 10 laps. Yeah. You know? Uh, you know, at the 9-lap mark, Villapoto was right on him, right on him. If that was a 20-lap main, Villapoto could have still easily won it. So I don't think you could put too much in it, but still you have to say Stewart was better there than he was at most Supercrosses last year, right? So I think he's better, but maybe not good enough to win the title. What do you think, JT? James Stewart. Um, I think he's going to be fast. I think he'll win races. Um, <clears throat> I just think that he will, true to James Stewart form, have bad weekends and uh, – that's that's going to be his downfall. Um, do I think he'll be second in points? I don't. Just, I think Dungey's too consistent to let that happen. But I will go on a limb and say that if anybody has a chance to outright steal the championship away from Ryan Villapoto, it is James Stewart. Okay, P- Ping. Do you put any? Uh, do you put anything on the Monster Cup? Uh, James's great ride at the Monster Cup. That does that mean anything to you, or is he still just a uh, you know just a uh, one of the pack a group of guys that finished second? Do you think he can really do anything? Well, I think that it, one thing it does do is help his confidence. You know, I don't know where he was last year coming into Anaheim. Like there was some question about where he hurt his knee, although that his camp was where he did it the last lap of practice or whatever. Um, you know, even if the knee isn't completely popping out on you, whatever, it's, you're thinking about it, it's definitely hurting his confidence. So for him to come off a win like that, if he puts together now a couple of really solid months and he goes into next weekend with more of a head of steam, you know, game's all about confidence at that level. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I did watch in the preview show, he kind of was, it almost sounded like he was trying to convince himself that he's good enough to still win. And uh, I thought that just sounded like a guy kind of on the very tail end of his career, you know. Um, the guy who really believes he's good enough to win doesn't have to sit there and try to convince you or himself. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? He knows it. So we'll see. I think that it definitely could have helped his confidence, and uh, it's certainly a good note to uh, end the off season on or, or start the off season or whatever, you know. So we- like we said, I think he's, he's going to definitely win some races. Uh, for me, I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but like uh, – He's one of the guys I'm watching on the track. He's just so, whether he's crashing or winning or whatever. Yeah. Um, I find myself watching him, you know. Oh, um, I agree. It's fun to watch. He definitely adds some, some interest to the race. I'm a fan, as we all know on this on this podcast. 
uh, I like watching the special guys, the, the Michael Jordans, the Wayne Gretzky's, and, and James's talent is is on there. And I'm with, I'm with Ping. Uh, I'm watching. I'm watching James Stewart, no matter what. But Weege, how many, how many heat race wins did he win? What did we have? We had our own Aaron Hansel add this up. Yeah, we do the math. I think he won eight heat races in fourteen. He raced fourteen times and he won eight heat races. Yeah, that and he was fastest qualifier six times. That's why I'm leaning. I'm leaning towards the Monster Cup being, you know, 10 laps, and that's why he was so good. I, I just You get the lap 14, and JT, you know, um, Ping, you only did 15 your whole career. But um, uh, you, you, get, you get to lap 14, 15, and that RV is still on you, and he's still putting the times down. That's, that's something I don't know if anybody can match. Yeah, I don't think, uh, <clears throat> I don't think it's so much – I really don't think it's going to come down to James getting tired. That's why RB wins the title. I really don't. I just think that James has un- unexplained crashes, uh, mm-hmm. too, way, way too many. Um, he even did it at Monster Cup. He crashed in the first, not that RB didn't as well, but he crashed yeah. in that first main event, just kind of fell over and, right. and ruined his first main event. You, you can't do that. You, that's, that's just something you can't give Bill Poto because he's just too good. You can't do that. So, um, I, I don't think it's going to come down to fitness. I do think the Poto is the fittest guy in the class, but I just think that James is going to make too many mistakes, as he has, you know, he's shown that repeatedly. Even even when he was far and away better than everybody else, he still would always give Chad, you know, in years past an opportunity because of that same yeah. problem. He would crash and throw it away. Yeah, there, so, were, there were, you know, there was many times that Chad challenged James, but a lot of those times were because of a mistake by by same lap times and James would, oh there yeah. was there was at least two or three races a season where James would open up the door in the points because he would have a, a horrible weekend and Chad would just do what he did and you know pick up the pieces and and pick up the points and up. I, you just can't do that with Bill Poto he's going to win too many races to ever even give him one opportunity like that is too many right Ping I want to get your opinion on this um, so James won. Eight heat races out of fourteen. Fastest qualifier six times. Weege, what'd you say? Seven times. Fastest yeah, qual- six. Fastest qualifier six times. Is this would all lead lead you to believe, Ping, that James Stewart is as good, just as good, as two thousand and seven, James Stewart? But is he? Is he not as good? Is that why he? I mean, he's twenty. You know, in, and I bring this up because in the interview I did with him. He said uh, uh, he thought that the bikes were the biggest difference nowadays. The bikes and the teams are the biggest difference from when just he could when he was just when he was dominating. He did it on talent, and now bikes and teams have caught up. He feels as good as he's ever done. He pointed out he's only three years older than RV. He's twenty seven or twenty eight. So theoretically, you know, he's not not over the hill. Or he's not getting old. But why is he not as good, or is he in your eyes as good? as he ever was? I think my opinion is that um, he doesn't have the same fire that he had when he was okay. whatever age. Yeah. yeah. When yeah. you watched him ride when he was younger, I mean, he would absolutely do whatever it took to go to the front. I mean, watching him get a bad start and slice through the pack was, like, mind-blowing. And you'll see little spurts of that now. But right. You also see times where he's stuck in sixth or seventh and he doesn't go anywhere. I mean, that never happened before. He would go over his head and 
fly off the track if that's what it took. And I just think you get older and you start right. not, you know, overthinking some of those risks and going, eh, maybe I'll just pack off for a second. <laughs> ah, the ground yeah, is it, isn't that the norm? I, I, like, that, I think that's normal for everyone. He's just, yeah. he's, you know, he's just older like everybody else. I know it happened to me. I think it happened to Ricky, and that's kind of why he got out. I think it's happened to Chad. I just think, but, you know. But it's never happened, JT, and, and it's never happened where the heat race wins and the fastest qualifier are still there. Like, you see slippage as a guy gets older and as a guy says mentally, I don't have the same fire and, the, and mentally, like, the ground hurts. So you see that with, as you get older, and that's normal. But we've never seen Weege. We've never seen a guy set the fastest times, win eight heat races, and also feel that way. It's that's what that's what is so confusing. Uh, I think it, it is. In, I know it is in somewhat not. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, one, one at a time, everyone. Thank God. I'm just saying, I, I, JT doesn't agree with me, or whoever said they didn't think it was fitness. I, I think his fitness isn't there. I think his fitness gets to he gets to that ten twelve lap mark and he's breathing enough that he's not thinking as clearly and he makes mistakes and I think that in ten you know eight laps ten laps you know the monster cup races he races yeah he can lay it down as fast as he can go and still feel comfortable but when you got like you said RV breathing down your neck at lap fifteen man you know well he's in hard to stay focused and control your breathing and hit your lines exactly right every time at that point. Really and you're not saying he's in bad shape. He's not RV shape. He's in, I think that he's my in opinion is that he, right. he doesn't practice the way with as much intensity probably as like Ryan Villapoto does. Right. Uh, and, and it's hard to simulate lap 15 of a main event with RV up your ass. You know what I mean? It's hard to practice with that much intensity. Right. And, it's hard um, to practice. It's hard to. Carmichael used to do it with lap times, you know, and now he's got Roxon and he's got, his, you know, Villapoto has his little crew of guys that help him to push, but really nobody's as fast as him, right? So that's hard. That would be hard to go, okay, I'm going to ride just as hard as if I was at Anaheim, five seconds behind the leader with five laps to go. Ping, it's hard for anybody yeah. to do anything with someone up your ass, especially a recreational vehicle. I understand. <laughs> I know. Lighted fuel and whatnot too. Uh, Weege, what do you think? So, what do you think? Like, it's it's. I get what these guys are saying, but it's never. We've never seen slippage, and yet not slippage. <laughs> uh, well, I think it is actually similar. If you look really closely, I think the uh, the thing that everyone would assume is when the riders get older, they get more consistent but less fast. Uh, but I think it actually works the opposite. If you look at guys that, that were able to race to a pretty late age, like like you could easily take Wyndham, for example. A couple times a year, Wyndham was still as good as he was, but he wasn't as good every week. The thing that actually lagged was the consistency. Uh, but two or three races a year, when everything was right, he could do what he used to do, and he was a threat to win races. So I think you're seeing a similar thing with Stewart. No, a couple times no, a year. I, no. you, because he's not the fastest qualifier in every race. Eight out of he's 14. Not, when he, Eight that's, out that's of four. races. Six times he was the fast qualifier. Six there out of fourteen. Where, right? Kevin Windham was never the fat. Kevin Windham was never even in the same two seconds as the guy. But here's what I'm saying. Mark here's Barnett. Saying. When Mark Barnett was Much, slipping, he was never. You know, whenever these guys are slipping, outside of Ricky Carmichael, of course, who showed no signs of slippage. Outside of Carmichael, McGrath, his. You're his, you're, you're missing my point completely. Okay. I'm All saying right. screw you. What the deal with Windham is? 
is that Wyndham was still able to be Wyndham sometimes, and Stewart is still able to be Stewart sometimes. Now, what Wyndham did wasn't what Stewart did. They're two different riders. But I think you're seeing the same drop-off. They just don't do it every single week. But there are moments of magic where the older guys can still get it done. But I think it's one of those deals where maybe, hey, when it's not feeling right, maybe they're just not willing to say, whatever, dude, I still have to win this race. I'm expected to win every race, and I'm going to kill myself to do it. Maybe that happens some of the other races during the year. You know, you can look at any, you can look at any of the guys. You could probably even go back to Bob Hanna and his Honda days. There were some weekends where he just crushed everybody, but it was the consistency that you just never knew anymore. And I think that's what actually goes when the guys get older. And Stewart can talk about yeah, Stewart can talk about years, age-wise of Villapoto. It's really about mileage. You know, 2005 was the year Stewart moved up to his class. Villapoto was still racing amateurs that year. So, dude, just be at that level, that aggression, take that many hits for that long. I mean, ninth season or tenth season in the class. I just. I just think that all adds up. He is ripped, by the way. Have you seen the sh- photos with his shirt off? He's ripped. But uh, yeah. I don't want to get into that. It gets creepy when I start doing that. Um, yeah. Okay, enough Stuart talk. We've got to move along, even though I, I, all of you guys are not getting my point. But that's okay. We'll move along. Um, so, Donji, Barsha, Kennard's going to miss. JT, how many races do you think Kennard's going to miss? Do we know? Does anyone know? A couple? Four? Six? Do we know? I don't think there's been a timetable set on it, okay. but it's going to be a few. Okay. So, I, I don't know. We can touch on Trey a little bit if you want, but a couple guys, uh, Dungy and Barsha. Now, if you watch the videos, I'm on the Barsha train. I'm driving this train, and uh, and we're going to the top. We're not stopping till we get to the top. I, I believe at the end of this year, Barsha will have the second most wins and be second in the points. I really believe that. Ping? I wouldn't argue that. Uh, there was a point last year, though, when he got his first win. I was thinking he is going to. I said this to somebody, may have been you, between hot dogs up at the up in the press box. I said he's going to pull a Jeremy McGrath in '93 right now. You watch this kid's going to start winning races, <laughs> right. start reeling them And then I think that that round at Anaheim, he smashed. His yeah, face. it was the next weekend he it's smashed his face. <laughs> right, right, right. So it, it, it kind of went the other way, and he, he struggled a little bit. But it, it's definitely there. The potential's there. He's got really good guys in his corner. He's, uh, you know, no lack of intensity in his riding, no lack of talent. So he's coming off a good um, off season with wins in, you know, Europe. And I, it wouldn't shock me at all for him to come out and really kick ass. But Weege, you're I still don't think he's beating RV. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Weege, you're on the you're on the Dungy bandwagon though. Second. <laughs> Second in the points, second most wins, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I think right now we all better mention Millsaps right now uh, because he's hurt. That's the whole thing. I mean, he finished second. Dungey did not finish second in the series last year. Millsaps did. Millsaps also finished second the year before that. Uh, so I just want to mention that Wait, now. Wait, Millsaps isn't racing? <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's just a joke for people yes, at home. Excellent. No, he's hurt. Check that. Check that box. Um, <laughs> so with Millsaps out, if you had to pick between Dungey and Barsha, uh, and I had to bet money on who will be ahead of who at the end of the year in points, I will still, uh, I will still go with Dungey. I wouldn't be shocked if Barsha did, yeah, but yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Dungey. Um, actually, that's funny that when you corrected me in those videos, Weege, I, 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 I forgot that Davey got second. I thought Dungey got second. <laughs> that's like, my point. I think yeah, a lot yeah, of people do, right, and I think right. Davey gets pissed about that. Yeah, he's got his point. He actually did finish. Second. He actually beat Ryan Dungey in the Supercross series. 
Um, yeah. The year before, Dungey broke his collarbone, so okay. But last year, straight right. up, yeah, the Millsaps was second. Um, JT, right. what do you think? Are you on? Are you on? Jump on the Barsha bandwagon with me, JT. Jump on. Get on. Uh, I don't know if I'm on the bandwagon, but I definitely think he's going to be good. Um, well, I, I'm, I'm kind of in thanks. agreement with Ping. I think if that accident didn't happen at Anaheim, uh, man, things could have been a lot different. I was blown away at how good he was at Phoenix. Um, that was the same weekend I was in Germany, and I was watching uh, in the middle of the night over there on my computer, and I was shocked. I mean, he, he was far and away the best guy that night. It wasn't even close. So if he can find that form, I mean, sky's the limit. Uh, it's, uh, I, think it's, I think it's a matter of time before he wins a title or, you know, five titles. Um, I, I really think he's that good. But the problem is, is Ryan Villapoto standing in his way right now. So we'll see. Get on the wagon, JT. Get on and uh, strap in because we're going to second. We're going to second. Um, I think to the top except for one spot. <laughs> we're going to the top except for one spot. Uh, RV will have the most wins. Barsha will have the second most wins. Stewie will have the third most wins. Uh, and Dungey will get a couple. Um, how many races did Dungey win last year? Two? I believe so, yeah. Anaheim yeah. and Mini? Yeah, Dungey doesn't win much. He really doesn't. Like, if you look at the last the one title year, I think he won five. And beyond that, it's been one. I think one. Can I quote you on two. that? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm serious. What? In outdoors, you know, he gets a lot of wins. But in Supercross, look at the difference, for example, in career wins with him and Villapoto. It's not even close. 13, 13 to 34. Yeah. A third. A third as many wins. Uh, I mean, if he gets one to two wins a year, that's usually what he's good for. You want to see a lot of races and not a lot of wins, look at my stats. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'd cut off an arm to have 13, 450 class wins. <laughs> my point is, because he's so good and he's one of those elite guys, I think that people would be surprised to realize, wait, he only won two races last year? He only won two races a year before that and one race? Like, you assume Dungy's probably in there getting four, five, six wins all the time. And he's yeah, actually only yeah. done that once. Yeah, yeah Barsha, man. Um, let's so Contray, he's gonna miss some time. He got uh, did he get fourth in the points last year? I believe so. No. Oh. Uh, yeah. He got yeah. fourth. I think he did. Yep. Okay. Ahead of uh, Chad. Oh no, no, sorry. Uh, Barsha did, and he got fifth, and Chad got six, or Chad got sixth. Right. right. Do you think? Do you guys think it's fair to oh, I got the point draw there. a coral? Draw a correlation between Ryan Dungey, a current Ryan Dungey, oh, Ch- and a Chad Reed of 05, 04, 06. Well, not so much 04, but 05, 06, 07, 08. Uh, really, really good. Not quite as good as the guys that are winning the title every year, but he's always there if something goes wrong. He can, he'll win a race here and there. He's always on the podium just to touch off the other guys. Um, first of all, before I answer that, uh, in my opinion, uh, Chad got fifth, Trey got sixth last year. So, oh, very good. Uh, yeah. uh, um, I, no, I, I put Chad up above that to be, if it's me, JT, to be honest, I know what you're saying. Like Chad Stewie and RC had him covered a lot of times, but to me, Chad Reed's supercross career. Um, I've still felt like he could, I still felt like he was closer to chat to James and Ricky, then Dungey is closer to say Stu and RV. You know what I mean? Like, I was always felt like ah, Chad can win this. He, he may, he probably won't, but he could. And there's other times where I'm just like, Dungey's just not going to win this. Like he's just not that level. 
So yeah, but there's also times like Minneapolis this year where he just straight up yes, yes, passed and beat Ryan. But there's Go also uh, Chad did that too in that day that in those time period you're talking about Chad Daytona for yeah, example or whatever. Did he really? Other than 03, did he really? Yes, yes, he did really. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't know. Um, I when, don't know that when he did. Chad was on the Suzuki, uh, he caught and passed James a few times. Not not all the time, but uh... no, I don't think he did. <laughs> okay, all right. I guess I was dreaming. When he, I, yeah, I think no, when he was I, on that Suzuki, he looked as good as he'd ever looked. I, I agree. I, like I agree, but it, but I still think even the races where he was exceptional, mm-hmm. like Anaheim two, he didn't catch James. James still won the race. Um, I, I do think that was probably the best Chad has looked. Even like at Phoenix, he was all over James. James still won the race. Uh, you know, it just yeah, just wasn't quite there. And I just I'm not I, Chad's record records are far better than Ryan Dungey's, but I also feel like uh, Chad had years like 04 and 08 where I don't, death obviously wasn't ever handed to him. I mean, I was out there and he was laughing me, so it wasn't like anybody handed it to him, but his best competition wasn't on the track as well. So I see what you mean. Right, right. Yeah, Chad winning in 04 and 08 Eight. were years where Carmichael were out and then James Stewart was out. Right. I don't know. I still feel, and maybe it'll, you know people will come down on me for being a Dungy hater and whatever. I still feel like Chad Reed, to me, because I'm putting Carmichael and Stewart as – I don't know. You're right. You, you could have a point. You know what? You have, you, you, that's a good point. It's and it's I tough think, to I say. think. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm always going to have Chad's back, and I. It's not a dig at Chad at all. I just think there's parallels there where right. they're all they're just they have very similar career paths here. Um. Yeah. Yeah. You could be right. Let, let's touch on Trey a little bit. I mean, by the time we add this up, we're all talking about how many wins uh, we think guys can get. But if someone were to back and calculate. Each one of our series would probably be thirty races long because we have these guys winning, <laughs> winning all these races. But I mean, can Trey win a race? Weege can, can coming back late from the series. Can he? Can he win? He, he he didn't win last year, but you know he does have two or three Supercross wins to his credit. Yeah, that's what I'm bummed about with his injury because I think if he's coming in with a full head of steam, I would have said definitely yes. Um, he just didn't quite get there last year. I think he started the year off great, but the first couple of rounds are always always wacky and weird and. Guys do better than some you'd expect, and then some guys do worse. Like, you know, Villapoto was obviously not the same at the beginning of the year last year, so the door was kind of open. You know, when the, if you average it all out, Trey was just just a notch off of getting that victory. And I thought he might get there with a full head of steam, but now coming off an injury, missing some rounds, and the other guys are going to be getting faster every week. Now I'm going to think it's pretty tough to get a victory, which sucks because I wanted to win. That'd be great. Yeah. What do you think, Ping? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's tough to judge how a guy's going to come back from an injury. Um, he seems to to do pretty well, but you know, it's like he's saying: you, you try to come back, you come into the series after four, five, six rounds, and everybody's already in their groove. And yeah, I don't know. That's tough. All Can right. you get a win? Yeah, maybe. But I think there's four guys in front of him that have a better chance. All right, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it might be a, take special circumstances. I'm going to try to nail you guys down on this. So, um, who gets second and third in this series? And we haven't talked about Tomac and Roxon. That's next. Um, who gets – and Chad Reed, coming up with Chad Reed talk, and we're already 47 minutes in. Sweet Jesus. Um, who gets second and third in the points? Weech. Uh, I'll go Dungy. And third? 
Uh, Barsha. Okay. Ping. I'll go Barsha Dungy. I'm going Barsha Dungy. JT. I'm going to say Dungy Barsha. Okay. All right. So no one thinks Stu can can get top three in the points, but we all think he can win multiple races. <laughs> so uh, just once again, what else is new, right? Yeah, that's what Stu does. Sense. It makes complete sense. Yeah. Right. 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 Yep. Um, all right, let's get let's get let's talk about Chad Reed. JT on on the Cowie. You just came back from his house. Um, he posted an Instagram video today. Oh, by the way, Weege, um, you 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 posted up the ten most clicked on stories on Racer X in a year. Yeah, this is bizarre. And yeah. what three of them were Chad Reed, and one of them was just Chad announcing a title sponsor. Yeah, yeah. The internet's a strange place in general. The results are. Uh, Steve, I know you go through the same thing over on that, whatever that rinky-dink site you run. Um, things that you wouldn't think are popular are. Yeah. So, okay, everything's a little weird. But still, that says something. That says something about Chad Reed. You put his name in the headline, people click it. Now, I got a text from someone that said, uh, of course that he is in there. Chad's the one promoting himself. So his fans are clicking on that, but I don't. I don't necessarily buy that. Chad does do a great job of social media and retweeting and putting shit up and all that. He does a great job of that, but I still don't think it's just because he's doing it that that's why his clicks are there. I don't believe in that. Well, not those specific stories. I don't think it's like because he retweeted those stories, but I think he does a good job of keeping his name right. uh, popular, and then that results in in that that kind of I, stuff happening. I think that that list says something for Chad Reed. Like, like I think that says something. People still care. I agree. Yeah. I would not have thought that. Well, look at, you know, Chad's, Chad's a guy who's uh, created a solid fan base for himself around the world. I mean, obviously in Australia where he's from, but then he went to Europe and made a lot of, you know, contacts and people got to know him and see him on the GPs. And then here in America, you know, where obviously everybody's watching around the world, I think he's generated a pretty big following, maybe more so than a guy like Ryan Dungey who doesn't leave town much, you know? Yeah, yeah. How Look they got the time frame as well, too. How the, how they got Dungy to do the Red Bull straight rhythm out in down in like San Diego blows my mind. But um... how they would have got me to get out of bed that week? <laughs> it's that time again. Thanks for listening to the Racer X podcast show, brought to you by BTOSports.com, presented by Thor MX. I appreciate it. Don't forget to click on the Amazon banner on pulpamex.com to help out pulpamex.com. We appreciate it. Listen to these commercials. Buy from these sponsors. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side. Stretch Podcast Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Racer X Podcast Show. Use coupon code Pulp MX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Championship proven. Many motocross apparel brands make that claim, but only Thor can back it up. 
As America's first motocross apparel brand, Thor has set the standard for delivering the highest quality performance racewear on the market for the past 45 years. With champions like Ryan Villapoto, Blake Baggett, and Dean Wilson, to name a few, our products truly are championship proven. To see all the new 2013 products, visit ThorMX.com or head to your local Thor Parts Unlimited dealer. Thor, the official racewear of Supercross. Uh, but still, um, yeah, I just I just think that that says something for Chad Reed, and that's that's good. And 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 there's proof uh, if you want some of the you know. Was there anything about Ryan Villapoto on that list, Weech? I don't believe so. No, we, no, no, no. And uh, if you saw in there, we actually pulled the top thirty, and there was nothing with Villapoto even in the top thirty all year. Yeah. So I use it as my fire. I hate, I hate, I absolutely detest when fans that don't like either Reed or Stewart say that the media loves them and the media gives them too much coverage. Uh, there is the proof the the this is the coverage that you want. This is who people want to hear about. If we don't write about them, then people say, well, we want to know what happened to them. Do your job. Tell us what happened. Be a reporter. That's what people want to know about these. A Chad Reed getting seventh or a Stewart getting seventh is a bigger story than anybody else getting seventh. We have to mention it. And something to be said for the guy that, you know, once uh, was hated because he was going against the mighty Ricky Carmichael. Uh, talk about the script being flipped on that anyways okay so jt um i know is he gonna win the title is that is that your call he's gonna win the title no chad reed oh no i i I hope so nothing would make me happier but um if i'm gonna be you know take it seriously and be objective i say no okay uh but is he you know we brought up a good point again hate to give that bastard credit but he Chad Reed got fifth in the points. That's, you know, if you're Brock Tickle, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, um, Jake Weimer, the, Chad Reed sucked, according to everybody. Uh, he still beat you guys. He still got fifth. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? Like Al- Outdoors was much worse than Supercross, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but people. I think, well, I think, I think our opinion and the opinion you're speaking on got swayed much more because of how bad well, Outdoors was. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying all that. Right. And then the the old man still got fifth, and he missed a race, and he missed right. a race. So yeah. uh, is he any better, Ping? Is Chad Reed any better than he was in fifth in the points? Uh, he got one podium? One podium last year? Yeah. Yeah, one podium? Wow. What do you think, Ping? Uh, I, you know what? He's a mystery to me. I, I, I hate betting <laughs> against the guy because of what he's done in the past. But he's but... a mystery. You're looking at the uh, you look at the results from this past year, like you know, like they said, especially outdoors, and it's. I don't think he's ever had a season that bad. So how much of that is the bike? Was he sick? Was he not feeling good? Was he just over it? I, I don't know. That was was weird. You know, his outdoor season was weird. So I don't know that he's winning races this year. Um, but yeah, still, I would tell you, yeah, he's still a top five guy. He's going to still beat guys like Brock Tickle all day long. And you know yeah. Andrew Short and the rest of them. Can he get up on the box and race with those guys for the win? I, I don't know. I just have no idea. Um, JT probably seen him ride. He would obviously have a much better perspective on it. What do you think? I, I mean, I, I think I, I get the yeah. eight second clips on. You know, <laughs> he looks good in those Instagram on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it looks great. But, um, uh, like I said, and I think I've been proven right. He'll never race in America again. I think I've been proven. <laughs> I think I've been proven. I will get the stage. You're such a wise man. Steve. <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you my my inside 
info from being there twice in the last two months to watch him ride all day. Okay. Um, he fitness wise from last year to this year is no no contest. He's fitness will not be a factor. He's lost weight. He's in shape. He looks the part now. Um, he looks like he used to when he wasn't. You know when he was good. So I, I don't think fitness will be even talked about. He won't. You know that's not going to be a factor. The only thing I'm worried about is does he have the just pure downright speed that guys like Barsha and Bill Poto and Stu are going to have. That's all. That's my main concern. I told him the same thing that those guys go really, really fast. He knows this. You know that's that's no. You told but, him. but you have to understand he goes fast. Like when of you're talking course. layman's terms of going fast, he goes incredibly fast. But those guys are constantly raising the level of speed. And and when you watch Bill Poto, it's he does things you're just like, wow, that was that was uh yeah, that was really something. Like you don't even know what to really say about it. So then that's kind of the point that I even try to get across to him is man, you've got to push the limit of everything you have for speed if you want to win races this year. So that that would be my only concern but, is just he's but you know, thirty one, gonna be thirty two yeah. and speed, you know, speed gets tougher to come by when you get that old. Tell me about it. And he's never been a guy to have magic. He's always been solid, steady, right. consistent. Where you see like I, I keep thinking back to the Monster Cup and when Stewart and Villapoto were racing and they hit that triple and both of them scrubbed opposite directions and they were like flat. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Right. That, that's those guys have magic. There's something watching them around. You're like, holy shit. I don't think Chad really has that. He's more just the, the constant, you know, consistent, steady guy. So I will say, when I used to watch him ride in the whoops, he used to blow my mind at home, at his house. He would build huge whoops, and he would hit them would he get you so to, fast. Would he get you to stand in them and take photos? <laughs> no, but seriously, he would... He would do things like, especially in the whoops that were, mm-hmm. they were they were mind blowing. I mean, I, I was literally blown away, and that's the kind of you know the fire that I kind of try to tell him that you got to have. Like you have to have that special you know kind of speed if you want to beat these guys because that's what they're bringing. When they show up next Saturday, that's what they're going to have. So we'll uh, see. We used to call that Tim Ferry speed back in the day. Um, yes. Does he? Does anybody think he wins San Diego? I think Chad can win. I, I believe Chad can win a race this year. I do. Really? I you do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, we just got one I'm, of those. I'm pretty high going. What's that? You're one of those guys that's going to have, when we add this up, you'll have 30 rounds in the Supercar Series. <laughs> I'm the one that says Dungeon doesn't win much, though, either. And, yeah. you know, that's the, at least said it's all relative. Uh, we're not, I'm not saying Dungeon sucks. Just like we're not saying Chad not. Reed is right. slow. Yeah. Right. Um, well, remember, Reed. Somehow, some way, as bad as last year was, he almost did win San Diego. Remember, he was all over Millsaps. He was closing, and you're like, holy shit, here we go again. He's still going to do this. It's still going to just work out. And then he, he lost a friend, and he crashed. But he was he had all the, the, the skills and the speed needed, at least on that one particular night. I think you're going to see the same thing with Reed. I'm making the point on Wyndham, Stewart, the guy. There's going to be a few races here and there where everything's right, and he's going to be right there in contention, and maybe he turns one of those into wins. I don't know if you're going to see it that kind of speed every single week, though. I I don't see him winning a race, but I see him absolutely getting uh, five, six, seven podiums this year. I think I, I, I think he'll be much, much better, and uh, I, I'd never write the guy off. Uh, he's been written off twice already. Um, so, I, yeah, I'm sticking with that. Give me a prediction, Ping. 
Give me something locked down on paper. Yeah, I would I would say what you said is probably where I would if I had to take a wild guess, that's what I'd say. Yeah, and his autograph li- and his autograph line will be the longest. So his autograph line will be long. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Weege? Uh, I think I already said it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah that's a good point. <laughs> okay. Um once again to reiterate. Once again, I think, yeah, no. Uh, okay, so yeah. Tomac Roxon. Does anyone not? We all, they all can win races. I agree. But does anyone think either guy does win race this year? Does win a race? Either guy. Ping? Oh, man. Well, you got to go to me first. Okay, JT. Yeah, I, I do think, I do think one of them wins a race. I don't know who. Right. But I think, yeah, somebody's going to, one of them's going to win. Weege? Yeah, I'm saying two total, some combination between them. Right. Yeah. yeah. I I I yeah. one I, I got one of them winning one race. I I ha and I think Tomac will be better. I think Tomac will have the better season. I think Roxon's more talented, especially Supercross. I think Roxon's got some serious skills, but over seventeen races, I think Tomac uh will finish better than Roxon. Wherever that is, I don't know. Third, fourth, fourth, fifth. Uh, four, six, three, five, whatever. So uh, back to you, Ping. Yeah, I, I, I think they might. I think they win a couple. Um, I, I feel like Eli may be a little better as far as their finishes okay. um, overall, and whoever has kind of the highest number of wins slash podiums. Yeah. Um, do you do you feel Ping that? That because the 350 is so great and pulls so many hole shots, do you feel like perhaps Roxon made a, a bad choice in choosing a 450? No, I think that 450 they're riding is awesome. Okay. So I, I, he made the right choice on that. Anybody feel like Kenny should have stuck with a 350? And he's, he said before, too, he rides the bike kind of low. I don't think that 350 is a good fit for the way he rides. Um. He kind of likes to lug the bike. You can't do it on a 350. You got to rev it. But he does have some good finishes on a 350 indoors. I think the 450 suits him better. The way okay. he rides, right. he'll ride it better. Um, any other... I think he probably had the choice of both, and he went with what he was better on. Yeah, I would think so too. Right? I'm sure they yeah. gave him a choice. Absolutely. So, where do the, where do you put them, Weege, in the points? Where do you put Tomac and Roxon in points? Like what we you gave us your top three. Um, where do you well, think the that... problem with doing any of these uh, podcasts is that you know we we do them barring injury, of course. Yeah. Which right, but the problem is you remove that removes a, a huge factor. Duh, everybody knows a huge factor. But with the just like with Barsha last year, with any of the rookies coming in, there's a you know with Chad Reed or Dungey or, or a Barsha, I'd say you pretty much know they're probably going to be there all year and be consistent. You pretty much know injuries probably won't affect where they finish in points. But these guys, you don't know. I mean, the rookie thing, guys making it through the full 17 races without some crazy moments, it's pretty rare. I mean, mm-hmm. even Barsha, who I think has been pretty darn consistent his whole career, still had a couple of weird deals yeah. happen last year that cost him, what, 50-some points probably? Yeah. They added that up. So uh, that's, that's I think, you, you, to pretend that we're just going to assume that none of these guys get hurt, well, that's taking out a, a big risk for the guys that are going 17 races in a 450 in 18 weekends for the first time ever. So I think that's going to mess them up. So, yeah, I'm going to say that if those guys are hovering around fifth by the end of the year, they should be happy. But I would not be surprised to see one of them 
in the end, it just winds up being bad. You know, something bad goes wrong, yeah. they get hurt, and then they're just, yeah. oh, well, we'll see you. You know, the points don't even look at them this year. All right. Um, the next group of guys, Short, Tickle, Weimer, Braden. Um, does anybody see anybody else that I forgot or anybody think anybody Grant. like – What's that? Josh Grant. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Grant on talent should be in there, but does Grant make it through – maybe he gets benched. You know, sure. Weed, Weed, you've been saying that for a long time, that, you know. You think that maybe these guys, one of these guys can get benched at, at JGO. Oh, yes, yes. I'm a big, big believer <laughs> that the benching's ever going to happen. I'm sure it will. <laughs> um, somebody asked a great – somebody made a great point. Uh, we still have comments. People can actually comment, I believe, on our YouTube page. And somebody made a great point. I had said, and I know JT agrees with me on this, the benching's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Okay. And I said the reason why is because you guys have worked with these teams. You've been in there. The team has to oh the team can never give up on the rider, and then some fan said that doesn't make any sense to me. There's more you know the, the riders should want the good ride more than the teams want the riders. There's plenty of other riders. Why why are the riders being treated like they're privileged to be here? Why don't the teams just you know say whatever, dude? You're lucky to be here. I don't know why. It's just well, not how no, it works. The, it just the, isn't how it works. The tail has wagged the dog for too long in our sport. There's no doubt. Yes. Um, yeah, it's just the way it works. But, oh, I mean, does anybody think Grants can get in? I mean, we th- I think he can finish up there, but, will it, you know, we're talking about in the points here. And does he does he finish up there at all? Or I, I just don't see Grant. I just see him not getting hurt again, I'm, unfortunately. I know we got an, I got an angry tweet about talking about Hill and, and Grant in that way, but um, on the on the Racer X films, but I just I, I just don't see it. So I, I just, It's been a long time to me since I've seen that specialness from Grant in Supercross been a long time he had that one podium what two years ago in new orleans but the field was really decimated at that point and i think he started second finished second but really last year yeah. before he got hurt first four or five rounds weren't anything special uh i just think it's been a long time for him to be thinking all right it's been four or five years since he's really shown what he used to be but it's coming back right now i just right. find that a bit of a stretch um i was talking to a, a a guy on a team who shall go nameless but he has a lot of tattoos. He wears flat bills. He's an older gentleman who um, used to manage Moto Triple X. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say his name. He told me that Hill right now has a faster time than Tickle, and Hill looks amazing. RCH team. Um, Ping, can Josh Hill do anything? Man, he showed some flashes injury last year. Uh, flashes coming back from injury last year, but can he 17 races? Can he? I mean, what's his what's his if, high? Do you think, uh, as far as if, if he can stay healthy, I think he beats that. You know, you do. Yeah, you were just talking about. I think he beats short tickle Weimer Brayton. He beats short. I think he beats. Maybe he and Weimer are kind of going to be in there in the same mix, but I think he could be at the front of that pack. <clears throat> um, but we haven't seen him stay healthy, and um, how close they're going to be to the lead pack. Uh, uh, I don't think Aaron's very close. JT, what do you think about Josh Hill? Uh, I think I think he has a chance to be um, in that five, six, seven group. Um, if he can ride the way he was at the end of last season, he's going to have a good year. He looked he looked every bit uh, capable of running up there last year when he was you know he won that heat race and. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks solid, so that's what I'm expecting to see. I'm expecting him to come out, come out firing Anaheim, and 
you know, being that. I think he'll be a top-ten guy if he rides like that. I really do. Well, my source says he's flying right now. Right, and, and that's what I expect. I expect to see that same guy I saw at the end of last year. He claims that that's where he was right. at the beginning of last year as well before he got hurt. Jeez, uh, what, what is that? What is I, it? I, I'm, I'm getting hit is by a car. someone playing bagpipes? I think I'm about to. <laughs> Are we, I, is that a Dean Wilson? Are we supposed to talk about Dean Wilson? like he was on the tee stuff at Disneyland right there. Yeah. Um, I can't talk to Weege about this, so um, JT, I'll bring this up with you. Justin Braden on a Honda was challenging Ryan Villapoto for a couple of races. He led some laps. He looked great. Um, he says the factory Honda was, was a good bike, but it was nothing special. He had one year over there. Um, last season... Did not go so well for Brayton on the back on the JGR Yamaha. Is it bike? Is that why Brayton was challenging? I mean, let's he was good. Yes, there were injuries, and yes, there were lots of guys out, but there's no doubt Brayton was was showing real speed on the Honda. Last year, eighth in points. Um it looks like sixth was his, his fifth. He got one fifth place. I mean, what is Brayton's deal? I don't know what his deal is, but for him to say that the factory Honda is nothing special. I'm going to have to disagree, especially the year he rode it in 12. I, I mean, he didn't say it was gar- very, he didn't, very he, much he, in disagreement. He did not that. say he did not say it was garbage or anything. He said he expected him to get on it and to be, you know, magically faster, and he wasn't. It was probably his best year ever, correct? <laughs> well, some not outdoors, but uh, indoors certainly. Yeah, I mean, he almost won races. He got second quite a bit. I, I yeah. I, okay. Oh, wait, I'm not you know what? Argue with him about it, but right. I just and I don't think that the I don't think the reason was completely bike either. I think the field was much tougher last year. Um, maybe I can't. Uh, maybe I can't talk to you about this because just like he, I mean, I can't talk to Weege about Brayton, but I can't talk to you because it's Yamaha. No, I, I think that Brayton is just doing what Brayton does. I really okay. do. I feel like he finishes where he always finishes. I think in 2012, he finished where he did because all the other guys were out. And yeah. then when everybody came back, he filed right back into where he always files in. Yeah, so. Weege, there's no doubt that year that those guys were out, we saw Tickle, Weimer, and Brayton come in there. And it's, it magically, the four guys that were hurt came in back into the series, and they four of them finished right ahead of the Weimer, Brayton, Tickle. Yeah, uh, the only one that really stuck up to that was uh, was Millsaps because uh, it was the same thing. Like, yeah. remember two years ago that Salt Lake City race where Weimer and Millsaps Dungey crashed and still ended up beating them. Yeah. So, yeah. You, so who would have thought? Like the next year, there was no way Dungey was going to do do that to Millsaps last year. Millsaps is just as good, if not better. So yeah. he was the only one that stayed there. The one thing that makes the Brayton thing pop up a little more is that he was the only one. He actually got to the point where he was challenging Filippoto. He didn't see Tickle or Weimer, yeah. Um, yeah. or even Millsaps that year really doing that. Uh, but I think that's probably been a product of, and I'm sure Villapoto was trying to do the same thing, but you have to figure in the back of his mind. He knew a ton of dudes are out, and I'm not as worried lap 10 being behind Brighton as I am being behind Stewart or something like that, right? I'm not it worried. To be a yeah, small... It's all about calculated risk, I think. I'm not worried about the 10 on lap 10. Uh, yeah, I'm I not think, saying that Villapoto was like uh, babying it, but right, there. Right. Go ahead, Ping. Uh, my opinion is with Brighton, it's like, it's like being in a go-kart and you're wide open, and it's like you want to go faster, but that's as fast as it's going to go. He's wide open. You know what I know that feeling. Like you just get out. You, yeah, well, I mean, it is what it is. You only have the speed you have in you. 
Yeah. He's tried different teams, different things, different this, that, and it's like he goes that speed. I, I think that's just what you're going to get out of him. I just did an interview on uh, that crappy website, Pablo Max, of David Villeman, <laughs> and, you know, trying to build the hype. And Villeman just shot everything down, just like, ah, everyone's going to do what everyone did before. <laughs> good, good job, Villeman. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I was, I, He basically laid it out. He's like, no one's going to make gains uh, in three months. They are what they are, blah, blah, blah. Uh, just Villeman. I mean, and he's probably right, but I was trying to, you know, get, yep. get some hype going. And a guy who's certainly been there, done that, Villeman, was like, ah, they're all the same. They're all going to be well, the same. Well, and, and I'll, I'll say what I hear from – uh, here, I've heard Chad say this a lot. I've heard Ricky Carmichael say it quite a bit. Everyone runs out of talent at some Siri point, and they maximize what oh. they have. And it's just where you, where is that limit for you? You know, everyone's going to run out of talent. And that's that's as good as they're going to be. Oh, it's JT. just what you know. What talent do you have? Ah, oh, JT, that's cruel. It's cruel. Well, it's right, but it's no, cruel. I think I think right. it's. I mean, I think it's um, probably true. I thought you were going to say that the series starts at Daytona. <laughs> hey, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, you can't win the series at the first round, but you can definitely lose it. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you've heard this, uh, yeah. Jim, or not, but you hear it. What about uh, jumps are only for show and corners are for dough? <clears throat> Ping, don't you feel like uh, Weege and I... When the gate drops, the bullshit stops. Um, Weege and no I... fat chicks. Uh, forget it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm taking it way back. Did you guys ever have those stickers when you were kids? And I'm probably I'm the, I think I'm the oldest out of the four of us on the line here, so I could be dating myself. But did you guys ever have the kids with the Ghostbuster sign and, and the cl- no clowns, no fat chicks? No um, fat chick. I had a no fat chick one. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I we used yeah. to order them in the back of MXA. You could just order the little Ghostbusters. It was no like anything, anything you wanted inside the circle. So, um, all right. Uh, I, we talked a little bit about this in a video. I think. Uh, Ping, but I want to get your opinion. We're all, all of us, and all the fans, and all the jackholes in the industry, everyone forgets about Andrew Short, don't they? Okay, uh, I don't you. forget about uh, him. He's, he's, uh, I well, see him every weekend. I mean, I think he's a lot, it's, to me, he's kind of in the same boat as Brayton, you know? He's wide open. No, he's, he's more, Short is better than Justin Brayton. That's my point. He's better than Brock Tickle. He is better than Jake Weimer. He's just better, and he's old. And I is feel, he now though? I know he was. Yeah, he is. Is he still? He though? is right now. He is. He he is still. I just feel like this is. And I'm beating the Andrew Short drum here. Um, seventh in the points. Um, twenty five point twenty four points ahead of Brayton, and uh, some uh, forty four points ahead of Tickle. Like. He's so solid. Like, he's in that group. I agree. But, but, but yet he's in that group. But yet there's Andrew Short beating that group more times than not, Weege. Actually, I yeah. uh, hate to give credit, but I think that's a really good point you make. You're right. I think everyone would think he's no better. He's maybe right in the middle. Oh, yeah, he's right there. Yeah. They would not think he's superior. But I guess if you probably look at the results and the points and stuff, every time these guys race, <laughs> right. he's pretty much always ahead of those guys. Every, almost every yeah. time. Uh, uh, yeah. I just, and you can talk about injury. You can talk, you know, uh, that's, I just, I mean, he had a ton of bad crap go down last year. It's not like he had that seventh handed to him. Yeah. Factory you know? Honda to a production Honda to a KTM all in one series. Is it, is it a product of him being better than them or is it a product of him being more consistent? Than them? Uh, that just means better though. In a way that, ju- that means, I mean, 
I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, JT, but that means in a way that he's better. Okay. I think Jay's not out there. flashy about Andrew, and that's why he goes unnoticed. But he's, you know, like Reed in the sense that he's very consistent. He's always there. He's fit. He works really hard. He's but when do, when do we give him credit for that? Yeah, well. When do we actually give the, him that's credit? That's the thing that sucks about that group. I mean, you get a couple guys who are overhyped, but for the most part, they go unnoticed because all the hype is on RV, Dewey, Reed, Dungey, maybe and J-Law. whoever you know, like J Law. And J Law. Yeah. Who has taken up glass blowing <laughs> and is making bongs like a madman. He <laughs> also very, on Instagram he he videoed himself buying toilet paper. So that's what he's doing, getting right before and on. He's he's hitting stroopy status on that social media. Um I just he's just he's better. Now, having said that, having said that, I think this year, I like Weimer. I like Weimer. I like Weimer to surprise. I think out of that group, to me, Weimer has the highest uh, ceiling. Like, if I if you if I were to pick one guy that could maybe make a jump and start mixing it up with the next group of guys, I think Weimer has the best potential to do it. Right. But at the same time, he's also been the least consistent out of that group, which is probably not a coincidence. It probably goes hand in hand. He's probably a little bit faster when everything's going right, but he's not as solid week to week. Let me so, let me ask worth, worth. let me ask our two ex pro racers this question. Now, you see this in other sports all the time, like stick and ball sports or, or hockey or whatever. Uh, career year contract year equals more effort slash career year slash you know a better a better effort from a rider uh, or from a, an athlete. In our sport, Weimer, Tickle, Brayton. Uh, Help me out. I'm sure there's more. I'm, I'm missing some guys. That group. I mean, of, Hill and Grant. Yeah, Hill, Hill and Grant. Grant there too. They're yeah. in their last year of their contract. So, Ping, does that matter? I mean, is that? I mean, that they're thinking about it. I'm sure, but does it? Does it produce better results? Like all of a sudden, are we going to see more better results from any of these guys? Uh, I mean, it should be a coincidence if you do. I mean, there's some guys that I know it's been curiously consistent that Millsaps has a better year when his contract's up, or at least a better summer. But, I mean, I think those guys are putting everything they can into it. You know, it's just kind of how it goes in the offseason. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they have a two-year deal, I don't think it's the first year they're just sitting at home, you know, drinking soda and watching TV and going, well, I'm going to lope the mule this year. Next year I'll kick some ass, you know, and just show up in Anaheim with a Says the man who says, says the man who had one year contracts for like eight years, right, Ping, or something like that. <laughs> um, what do you think, JT? Uh, I think that it's it's more of a. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think they do it on purpose. I just think that it generally does work out that way, just because of the added pressure and the the emphasis that gets put on it. I don't think that they're like, oh man, I'm just going to chill out this year. No reason to do anything crazy. Not going to try, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I just think that it's it's kind of uh, one of those things where they may not even realize that they're, you know, doing it. Mm-hmm. But that extra chance here and there that you're willing to take when you know everything's on the line uh, seems to work out that way. Okay. It's a lot like when you're, uh, you know, when you're, like, dating and you keep yourself all in shape and you're all looking good, haircut, trimmed up, and you get married and you get kind of fat and you get that little roll of pudgy. Mm, no, you know what I mean? like, no, not at all. Yeah. You know, oh, never mind. No. Anyway. Where are you going with this? 
I don't. <laughs> I'm just saying when you're when you're single, when you're got a one year contract or your deal's up, you're freaking working real hard, a little bit. You know, was this a dr- that was this in direct reference to me? Where you got a long term deal, sometimes you get a little, you know, sit down and eat a whole pizza by yourself at night. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> was this a, a direct? Little, was this a direct a reference to me? No. Okay. No, I'm, I'm right. trying to say. Before you even know what happens, you're a little comfortable when you got a long-term contract. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> I got a long-term deal with Pookie. We're locked in. So in my subconscious, Mickey Bobby's passing me right now. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's actually happening. Uh, <laughs> hey, so where do I put? Uh, we got to move this thing along. Uh, maybe we'll do two fifties in another one. What do you guys think? Yeah, maybe. I think we've. I think we reached a limit here. Um. We gotta it's pretty move, long. We got to move this thing along. Um, where do I put Tedesco? We is he in short tickle Weimer Brayton group or is he in Chisholm Gurky Nick Way group? Yeah, I'm going to go with the latter okay. there, the second group you said because I'm not sure. At, uh, if you go back two whole years when he was last racing, I, I think he was falling out of that group at that time, and now he hasn't even raced for a year. Okay, uh, I think that's going to be pretty tough. Um, I'm I really want to build up a rivalry here between potential riders that could have gotten that spot. I would really like to see where him and Pike, he and Pike end up. Who, who's better? Pike needs to be added. I forgot Pike. My my bad. He's going to come and beat the shit out of me. I, at, Pike is in that Chiz Gurky way Tedesco group. Pike's or, at the front of that group. I or is he better than that? Yeah, he's better than that, Ping? I think so. We. Uh, what do you think, JT? You're a Pike guy. You're on the Pike bandwagon. Um, I think Pike will be, <clears throat> I don't think Gerkey, I think Gerkey, but I don't, I'm not really willing to put Chisholm and Gerkey in the same category right now, at least not based off of last year and what I've seen so far in the off season. I'm worried about Gerkey's um, wrist. I'm worried about Gerkey's wrist. Should I be? No. Okay. No. Okay. Gerkey's wrist is fine. Okay. It's just going to be, uh, I, I think you'll, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think the wrist is an issue. Gerkey was underrated last year before getting hurt, having a very solid season. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's back. You know, okay. at that level, I don't. I don't think the injury is going to have any effect at this point. I think you're going to see sneaky good from Chisholm. Sneaky good. I do. Um, uh, the nihilist will will he is he still angry, JT? Or do you f- uh, yeah, that's a life, that's a lifestyle. Okay, I just no. He looks like he got himself a little team going on and some more sponsors. So maybe he it was cush. Maybe he's a little bit cushy, cushy life a little bit. No, I don't think I don't think it's still, it's a still angry. product of that. I just think that's his personality. Okay. So will Pike be the highest placing quote unquote privateer guy most weekends? Uh, as long as he's healthy and back up to speed, I, I think there's a very strong case for that. All right. What about Cole Thompson getting uh, the fill-in ride? Huh? Cole Thompson, Canada. Yeah, team manager's that's got to help. What's that? Team manager being Canadian's got to help, right? Um. Yeah. Maybe. I never really thought of that, to be honest. I just—that's the yeah. only reason I can yeah. come up with that he possibly was that guy. Yeah. I, I, I'm looking forward to him having a solid program and seeing what he could do. Um. He is a good supercross rider. Okay, so Weege, there's one guy we haven't even talked on, talked about. No one has touched on him. No one has brought him up. And I purposely left him out of every conversation to see if any of you jerkies would bring him up. Do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, 
No, someone did bring up J-Lo. I, it was... No, we yeah. Cole Thompson. No, we just brought him up while your phone went dead. Oh. <laughs> missed it again. You guys, re- you guys ready for this? The 800. Ah. The 800. Uh. What about the 800? I don't even know what to say. What is there to say? I don't what? even know what to say. But don't you feel I like... Some, I got some inside, inside info on the 800. Oh. Oh. Please oh. share. He's... He's been uh, he's been trained and coached for the last month or two by Michael Byrne, and I'm hearing I'm hearing good things, hearing really good uh, things. I I knew that too actually. Yeah, he. Uh, oh, I know, he I, I didn't hear good things, but I heard Burner was helping him. Yeah, I heard my DV told me that. Yeah, he uh, he basically handed well Tony handed over the keys basically to Mike's program. Bullshit. Uh, Bullshit. I'm you. You're gonna only finish. Yeah, sorry. I was going to say, as, as far as the bike setup and technique and all that kind of stuff. So Okay. Um, Mike, uh, Burner's tell me, you know, I, I've, I've actually seen the bike from where they started. I saw they gave Burner a bike with the same setup, and then <laughs> Burner, I've seen the bike and... <laughs> now a month later. And I, oh. if that's any indication, he's going to be much, much better because I've never seen a bike more completely screwed up in that first bike. <laughs> I wish someone. <laughs> I wish someone would record burner because I know Rich Taylor wrote it a little bit too, and, and, and I and Tony's got all these Doctor Frankenstein people working on the bike, and, and and I would wish someone would tape record Michael Byrne when he got off that bike the first time. I will share with. I'll share some of the settings with you in private because I'm not going to publicly throw out their settings on here. But well, Mike, you're going to be you're going to be shocked. Mike Gosser did go on the record on a podcast and tell me that he thought Mike. LSE was the worst tester he'd ever worked with. And then he wasn't, he's just saying, just Mike just didn't, you know. And I just think with him and Tony there, I think, and I think a little bit with this, this is the same Cole Thompson problem. And I think his brother got pissed at me for saying this, but I always thought Cole Thompson, like he sort of had like his own local dudes doing motors and suspension and kind of different stuff. And, and I just feel like at this level, like you got it, that's a big part of it. Knowing who you're working with and why and how smart they are is a big part of being successful. Yeah, they have all the knowledge to draw off of from years of this, you know. Yeah, yeah, just. But anyway, so burners, burners happy with everything that's going on with the eight hundred. Uh yeah. I, I mean, I've seen videos of him riding, you know, private videos, and I've seen just the bike setup. I think is going to be huge. I really, really do. Um, I, I just because I watched Burner ride both setups, and it's like night and day. So I can imagine what that did for Mike's confidence, and and you know basically ability to go faster. So I think he's going to be, I, I was pretty, pretty low on him, um, you know, six weeks ago because uh-huh. I was there and I saw kind of what was going on. But having just been there again, I'm, I'm a little bit higher on him. I think he's, I think he's going to be pretty decent. I think he'll be in that uh, tickle group, you know, every we, week. We started, he started two years, he started last year with like two points in the first two races um, yep. or first two out of three a couple points and he never got on track and then he pulled out of the series early. But the year before I thought, I felt like he was solid. I felt like he was, you know, the guy, Mike himself, he's never going to stop trying. He will give you effort the whole time. Um, so maybe he's ahead of that Gurky Pike group way Chisholm. Maybe he's like you said, JT, maybe he's in that, in that short tickle Weimer Brayton group. Weege? That's where, that's where I'm putting him right now. Weech? No. Last year on this podcast, I thought he was good two years ago. So last year on this podcast, I, I 
said uh, he was really going to surprise and people were going to be shocked how good he was, and he was horrible. So I'm not going down that road again. I got <laughs> not even in the light of the new information yes. that I brought to the yes. table. I, I, at this point, I'm going to stonewall myself. I don't care what. You can tell me that he's got a new PED guy. And he's got Lance Armstrong's PED guy. I don't care. I'm, I'm skeptical of the quote, Tony has handed him the keys. Because guys that have worked with Mike and Tony before, they feel like they have the keys. But Tony gave them skeleton keys. And Tony still had the keys. <laughs> Tony gave them a key and they all thought, oh, I got the key. Look at me. Uh, but Tony, oh no! When that person went home, Tony still had the keys. So he had the remote. He had the remote, and he was still locking and unlocking the car and opening the garage door. <laughs> yes, yes. And they were driving one of those student cars where Tony still has a steering wheel and a brake on his absolutely, side. Absolutely, well. absolutely. <laughs> and, and that has been a, a problem in that in Mike's career. I, I firmly believe that. You know, and, you and everybody else. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, no. I mean, was, yeah. Um, you know, Olin suspension, Clark Jones. Uh, it's, we don't know about the motor. The motor. The motor was. Uh, we still don't know who does the motor. Oh. There's. Been oh, it's Terry Bonner, wasn't it? No, it was a guy. I don't even know, dude. It's a. It's a long story. Yeah, I don't think we want to go down that road. But do you know what I mean? Just all. The, I just and that's the same thing with Cole Thompson. Like. Work with these people that are, are living and breathing Supercross each and every week. Now, Clark Jones has a great resume. Don't get me wrong, but this is now four strokes, and, and he's got Olin. This and is in 1995. Yeah. This isn't Coxman Larry Ward out there, you know. So um, what do you think, Ping? Ping, what do you think? Michael, what about the new information has been brought to light, man? <laughs> Very complicated yeah, case. New, the, the situation has a lot of ins and outs. New new information has been brought to light, man. I I, I don't think. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No, I, I'm just gonna let that one play out. See how that goes. Oh, I'll pink it off for us. Yeah, I don't know. All right. So, yeah. So, yeah. I'm okay. sorry you're getting out of me really on that one. Okay. I don't know. All right. And, okay. I would Like he two years ago, he he surprised me. I, I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. And then I don't know what. What happened last year? But remember, Monster maybe, Cup, he like passed maybe working with uh, people were like puking. Couldn't believe it. What? Remember Monster Cup two years ago? He like passed Dungey a couple times, and we were just people were like puking in the press box. We were just in shock. We're like, <laughs> unless he just passed Dungey straight up again. I do not remember that. Was Dungey was probably well, shifting? Dungey, Dungey was shifting with his hand. Yeah, was Dungey shifting <laughs> with his hand in the air? I, I don't. I don't think it was actually in the same at the same uh, points of the race. Like. The track didn't have whoops. Mike was good. And then, I don't even know. Like, that dude never showed up come the next season. Yeah, it wasn't good last year. No doubt. No doubt about it. Yep. Um, yep. Am I, I could pass Dungy a couple times if he was stuck in first gear the whole time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we just claiming, We just claiming that is not the, not the case. I'm going to have to go back and review the tape. Because I, I, the level of shock, we all knew something was wrong with Dungy's bike. I'm sure if he had gotten past, it would have been like, yeah, but Dungy's bike has a problem. So we, for some reason, we didn't think that. So that must have been the case at that time. JT, is Les Smith racing 450s? Uh, as far as I know, I don't know how, when, where, why, <laughs> right, what. Right, okay. But I, I think so. Okay. Um, is there anybody I missed? Did we cover anybody? I mean, I, I mean, uh, one guy that, like, we didn't talk about, and he may not be the surprise this year, but 
last year in the, in the deepest field ever and, and all that talk, Vince Freeze comes out and qualifies for every single main event. So who's going to be the Vince Freeze of... We have not mentioned Top Jimmy. We have not mentioned Top Jimmy. And we finally, you're on the Top Jimmy bandwagon. Yeah, I'm off the Alessi bandwagon. I'm on the Top Jimmy bandwagon. So that's not looking good for Top Jimmy. <laughs> right, right. You were not a believer <laughs> yeah. in Top Jimmy, and I made you one. Yeah, last year I was not. This year I am. I mean, yeah. there's a guy... He was good last year. I was impressed. Yeah, Top Jimmy is there. Fly Racing Rider, by the way. Um, JT, in case you're not aware. Um, Top Jimmy, Kyle Chisholm, Nick Way. 22-man gates now. Paying, I don't know Chris if you... Blows. Chris Blows? Yep. So who's the Vince Freeze? of? Uh, who's the surprise guy? JT would say, I hope no one is the Vince Freeze. But it, it, who is the guy that maybe like makes every main event that we never saw? Ben LeMay? You know? It's got to yeah. be. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a crapshoot. Yeah. I mean, who would have ever expected the guys who've done that in the past? Would you have ever said Vince Freeze was going to no. be that guy last year? No. No one, not one person talked about Vince Freeze. Except that's for what he's that Vince guy quite Freeze a bit. Vince Freeze of last year. What's that? Who said that? I said that's that's what made Vince Freeze the Vince Freeze of last year. Yeah. Nobody expected it. Right. Okay. Um. All right. Time for some predictions. You guys ready? Who? Who's going to surprise? Who's going to be a shocker this year? Shocker in a good way. In a good. Diana Dahlgren was throwing the shocker in one of her videos. If yep. that's what you mean. And now she is a sideline reporter. So I cannot wait for those in-depth questions. Um. What do you think, JT? What? Give us a prediction. Give us something that's going to blow our wig back. Uh, spoiler, I'm going to say that I'm going to say Josh Hill gets on the podium. Okay. Well, see, that's good. I like that. You're coming in with some heat. I like it. Weege, what do you got? Yeah, I really like that one. Uh, I didn't get a chance to talk about Hill earlier, but I, I would not at all be surprised if he's ahead. Like, hearing that he's ahead of Tickle lap time-wise, I'm not surprised. I think his ceiling is way higher. I don't think even uninjured at his very best, I don't think he was ever as good as, say, Barsha, you know, Dungy, those type of guys. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, maybe podium's possible, but, I mean, I think he can be ahead of that other group uh, pretty often if he's, if he's healthy. But since JT already took that one, yeah, I think the can't... surprise. Yeah, I don't want to – I think uh, – I think Weimer's going to be really good, but I would think the surprise would be Reed because I don't think people are expecting much, and I think he's actually going to be good. All right. What do you think, King? Yep. What do you got? Um, I think Barsha is going to be a surprise. I, still don't, I don't think people think he's going to come out and win. No, that does not count. No, that does not count. Give us another one. Okay, Michael Leslie wins five races. <laughs> <laughs> With a suspension team by Dick Lumpix. <laughs> That's my prediction. Take it or leave it. All right. Okay. Um, I you want you guys want my prediction? Uh, Coy Gibbs is an innovator. He's an outside the box thinker. Some say he's a genius. So someone gets benched at JGR Yamaha, and Nicoletti goes in and performs. Boom! Oh my Boom! God. Yeah. I, that's right. I said that. Okay. Hey, Payne, we haven't gotten your take on this. We haven't gotten your take on this Nicoletti deal. Uh, what are the odds that Grant or Brayton get benched and Nicoletti comes in and take their place? No injuries involved. They just bench them. 
I think they're, uh, I would say, high to quite high. And I would tell you, uh, I would bet that it's Josh Grant gets sat down for a bit until he oh. feels like he's ready to do better. What do you know? The four-time, really? four-time 125 Supercross yeah. rider and I are on the same page. So they're going to sit down their marquee guy and bring in factory Phil Nicoletti. He's not factory Phil. There's, hey. only, there's only one factory Phil. There well, he's going to be. That's I, one thing. He's going to be. I think it, it could be just a motivating piece that somebody needs if they're, you know, bringing in 12th and 14th. And I feel like that's they're going to get a motivating piece and a lawsuit. Let me add in another uh, prediction. Coy Gibbs gets the Innovator of the Year Award at the banquet. <laughs> <laughs> They bring the trophy back out from Watson. They take it from Watson, dust it off, uh, and give it to Coy. I would. Oh man, I would love to see this happen. I, I just. Okay. I, I, oh gosh. All right. Uh, what about Phil Nicoletti just getting in at all due to injury? Is that that's a high yeah. chance? Okay. 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 Yeah, all right. okay. All right. Um, all right. So give me. Give me someone who's going to struggle this year. Ping, give me someone who's going to struggle. Struggle. <sighs> hmm. And, of course, it's a relative term. Um, well, hmm. I don't know. It's tough. I don't know. <laughs> I'm pulling a JT on here. I'm going to waffle it out. I don't really know. Ping, do you think like do, do, do you think Donald Upton? I mean, I know you're stuck in the '90s, so is Upton going to struggle? <laughs> is uh, I just I don't know. I haven't you know. I, I, we're going to have to go to Anaheim and see. <laughs> see 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 who puts the turd in Saturday night. But God God help if anybody's jumping over a corner like without a pole there. God help them. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll I'll spot it. <laughs> what do you think, Weege? Struggle. We have a, a problem. We have a problem in this podcast. A big problem. Yep. Big, big problem. We have not even mentioned Will Hahn. <laughs> big problem. Now, maybe we talk about him now, and then you edit it and put it back where he should have been. We did get to the 800. We did get to the 800. We, <laughs> Will Hunt. we forgot about the 250 oh. East champion. We're yeah. such jackals. Well, Mathis is on both sides of the coin on Will anyway, so. What do you mean? He's going to do great, and then he's going to do terrible. <laughs> First of all, I never said that. I may have waffled a bit, but you're the one that said nothing would make you more motivated than to see Chad do well or something in your video clip. What, what, what nothing would make me more motivated? What, what, what did he say, Weech? Yeah, and it's going to be said, I'm, I've never been more motivated to see Chad win or something I, I've like never that. been more motivated yeah. to see Chad do well. <laughs> something like that. I don't think so. Okay. Where, where's Will Hahn going? <laughs> Stupid Ping. Where's Will Ping, Hahn going to be? What Will are we going to do? Will's your guy, Ping. Why did you bring him up? Hey, uh, dude, I've got to go. We've been on the phone two know- hours. My whole family left me to go to dinner. <laughs> All right, Ping, we'll let you go. See you later. <laughs> see ya. Hey, buddy. All right, Ping's out. We'll, we'll hurry this thing up. Um, Let's wrap this thing up quick, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Will Hahn, uh, like I said in the video, 8, 9, 10, consistent, um, somewhere in there. So I put him in that – I put him in that – I put him behind a Weimer and a short, in there with a Tickle and Brighton, somewhere in there. That's what I think. Yeah, I'm worried. And <clears throat> I would even say then, in that case, I think you're right, and I think there's going to be a lot of nights where he's not top 10. 
and in this and, field that's not horrible, yeah. but I think people are going to think it's bad. So I would, I think by the end of the year, that's going to put him in the quote unquote disappointment category. But I think you just have to be realistic, man. Like you could, you could easily lay out 10 really good riders right now and be like, wow. So getting top 10 yeah. is hard. You're not sucking if you get 11th. I mean, Tickle got a lot of 11th, you know? Right, yeah. And I think people yeah, bagged on yeah. and I think people bagged on Tickle last year because of it. So I just wanted happened. to see some meat pizza. That's all I wanted to see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, JT, who's gonna struggle? Uh I think I think Chisholm's gonna struggle a little bit. <clears throat> I do. Oh no. See I I almost went Chisholm for my, my uh my surprise. Really? Dude, two years ago, three years ago, the guy shows up with duct tape on his visor, a pipe a sprocket and handlebars and starts getting top tens. Yeah, it's a different time and a different know, different couches, uh, yeah. unfortunately. Okay, all right. He's he's been beat up a lot in those two years. That's the problem. Yeah. Okay, he's taken on some huge injuries. Well, he was he was next to my benching. He was right. He was I was juggling in my mind what to say. So yeah, I all hate right. even so. picking him because I like Kyle a well, lot. Of course, like yeah. I really really yeah. like Kyle. But okay. I mean, gotta you know, in the yeah. spirit of objectivity, I gotta pick somebody. No, you do, you do. What do you think, Weech? Yeah, I, I'm gonna put Han in that category. Same thing. I, I, out of all the racers out there, he's probably the guy I like the most. But uh, I think he's gonna be getting 11th and 12th, and people are gonna be like, "This guy sucks," which is not true. But well, but I don't, it is. I don't know if that counts as a struggle. But so the 125 champ getting 11th and 12th all year is struggling. Okay. Right. People, yeah, you're going to hear people say it. If he's getting 11th and 12th, you're not going to hear people say right on Wuhan. Yeah, but we're supposed to be him. smarter than the rest of the people listening to this and realize that 11th and 12th is okay. Yeah, all right, fine. Whatever. <laughs> you're still going to hear it. I, you I'm going. Last year, yeah, I heard people say that, you know, RCH's worst signing ever was signing Tickle because, look, he's on Ricky Carmichael's team and he's only getting 10th. <laughs> he is Ricky Carmichael. You've got to stop reading the comments. 10. You know, you got to start reading. stop reading the comments. I, I even heard it from people that work for us, believe it or not. Not you guys. <laughs> so the same. Do you really? Do you really think that if Wilhan gets eleventh and twelfth consistently this year, that he's completely fine with that? Him or or or? Yes, him. Uh, yes, him. Probably not. But there. When is a rider? When is a guy besides the winner ever been like? Yeah, I felt like I rode great. Like this, our sport doesn't do that. No, 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 I'm just saying, but you were just saying that he's smarter than that, and he realizes it's okay. No, we're smarter than to... that. No, we're smarter than that. Us three are smarter than that, or smarter than the commenters. You know, um, struggle. Uh, I know JT said it's everything's cool and everything's good. Matt Gerke. Still not convinced on his supercross skills, and I know that wrist is, was bothering, bothering him outdoors. So I'll just go with that. He was good last year, though. He was. He was. He was, like we said in the video, he was He was the leader of the uh, – I can't believe Matt Gerke beat me. Yeah. He's the leader of that pack. Uh, so. Yep. All right. Um, I guess we 250 West series we will uh, we will do later. Um, we will do we will do another time. We all think that Zach Osborne will win the title, though. Correct. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> no. No. Um, you do. You have you have money riding on him. I like. I think Osborne's Osborne's solid. Okay, uh, BTOSports.com RacerX podcast presented by Thor MX. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, our, our dearly departed David Pingree, thank you for coming on. 
uh, go out, go out to dinner. Hope you're out to dinner with your wife. Weege, JT, thanks, guys. Always a good time. And uh, let's try to get together and do a 250 West series one. You got it. Thanks, right, guys. See you. See you. This has been the BTOsports.com podcast show brought to you by RacerX. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I had pulled pitch and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX on the iTunes Store to enjoy these and many more great podcasts.